Hello, everyone. This is Vicki Adkins. I have some things to share today that are going to be very hard. And there are people that may listen to this that really laugh it off. <clears throat> That's okay. This message is for the people who are absolutely serious about being forever with Father God, about doing everything He wants them to do in this life and walking in every way He calls them to, to come to Him in this life. This is for the people that a lot of people call the remnant. I am one who believes absolutely that uh, when God made a promise to Abraham and then that same promise to his son Isaac and then the promise he made with Isaac's son Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, that he was telling them and he's telling us today that he has people all over this world that are part of those those tribes, those 12 tribes of Israel. And those promises are available to all who will receive them and who will sanctify themselves to be made holy, to walk uprightly before him, fearless of the things that the enemy has planned and is even doing right now, but instead keeping their gaze only on our Savior. I believe that if we are afraid to die, then we are truly afraid to live. There have been some things that have happened in my life recently that have brought me to a place where, honestly, I don't care if people don't like what I have to say. I know there are people that say that my messages are doom and gloom. Well, first of all, they're not my messages. They're God's messages. And for him to say, <clears throat> these things are coming. And to get ready for the things that are coming, not only in this world, but in the world to come, in the age that we will be out of this world, gone from this world that is rotting and dying, that's decaying every minute of every day, and to be able to be in his kingdom one day. That is the preparation he wants us to be making, that time when we will meet him face to face. But many of God's people want to hold on to him a little bit, and not have to go through hard things and only want to enjoy life for however long they can instead of getting their eyes on God and asking him what he wants them to be doing. And that's understandable because our flesh does not want to feel uncomfortable. My flesh doesn't want to feel uncomfortable. I don't know anybody who really wants to be uncomfortable in their flesh. I don't think the people that are being massacred, crucified, dying right now because of their faith in Christ. I don't think their flesh is real happy about it, but their hearts, their minds, their lives that they are laying down for the Lord are being laid down because their love for him is greater than, the, than their love for their own bodies. I, uh, it's always interesting when Father's getting me ready for a message. Sometimes I just sit and cry. I feel such a heaviness. I don't feel a lightness and a, and a happiness about all of the hard things that are coming. I don't feel joy about people suffering and dying because suffering is not easy. But what I do feel joy about is the fact that when we enter into suffering for our Savior, we are entering into that fellowship with Him that He talks about in Scripture where it's the fellowship of His suffering that will sanctify us, that will clean us up, 
Because when we are suffering, we cry out to him. When we belong to him and we are going through terrible, hard times, we cry out to him. He's the only one that knows how to orchestrate these lives, but we keep trying to do it ourselves. We keep trying to figure out how things are supposed to be. We keep trying to cover ourselves and protect ourselves. And as long as we're doing that, we're not willing to die. God talks about how we're supposed to die to ourselves. You know, when I was just thinking a while ago about how when we enter into the waters of baptism, it's supposed to be like a dying you know, it's a dying. We have to be born again. Well, for us to be born again, we have to be dead. And so we lay down our lives and we take up his life. But then we try to walk out the life that we had and just pepper it with, you know, some good things here and some good things there and a few prayers and all of that, you know, stuff that makes us feel like we're being holy and doing good, right things, and that God's going to find it all acceptable. But he's not. Because he's not just looking for a piece of us. He wants all of us. He wants every bit of us. So this message is really not for the people who only want to just have a happy little life with Jesus and and go on and just get the most out of and do the best, you know, they can to enjoy themselves with the time that's remaining. The ones that who want to that want to close their eyes to what's going on into the world, the ones that don't really want to hear about what Father has to say about things because it's just doom and gloom to them. This life is temporary, and we hold on to it like we're going to have it forever and ever and ever, like this world's going to go on always. And we might acknowledge that we we know that, uh, yeah, bad things are going on and bad things are coming. Yeah, we know we talked about it in Scripture, but, you know, hey, let's not focus on that. We might do that, and we will not be prepared to stand in the hour of our testing. I'm not sure what the title of this message is. I just keep hearing this one phrase over and over. I was talking to some friends last night, and this, and uh, we were <laughs> reminded of a movie. This this phrase was in this movie years ago. I watched this movie, and I don't even. Anyway, it's been a long time, and uh, there's one scene in the movie, or one phrase in the movie that this one actor, this one character, kept using over and over, and it was kind of a. Well, anyway. The phrase was, prepare to die. My name is such and such. Prepare to die. Prepare to die. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Prepare to die. And he kept saying this in different settings throughout the movie. And I hear God saying to us, prepare to die. If you're mine, you need to prepare to die. You, I, I like I started to say a minute ago, sometimes he, he shows me things or tells me things before he gives me a a message to get in front of you guys and share. And just before I came on, I was I was uh, uploading the TLC episode today, and I was just doing some things, and I saw a video pop up, so I thought it, my attention was drawn to it. It's about a young couple who, not, I don't know, four or five years ago, they had just gone to a courthouse to get married, and they were not married for five minutes 
They walked out of the courthouse. They were not married for five minutes. They drove out into traffic, and they were hit by a truck, and both of them were instantly killed. And they were just planning, you know, they were just getting ready for their life to start. Are we prepared to die at any moment? Are we willing to die to ourselves and our own plans and what we want and the opinions of others and the things that make us feel good and the dreams that we have? Are we prepared to lay it all down for the Lord? This message is not for the ones who are not willing to do that. There are a lot of people that think think they're going to be in the kingdom with God. I pray that I am one of the people who will be, but I know there are a lot of people who think they will be that will not be because they just dressed themselves with a name a name of Christian or whatever the title is But they didn't clothe themselves with humility. They didn't set themselves apart when they'd been called to set themselves apart from the world, to sanctify themselves, to, to walk in holiness before the Lord, to do the works that he's called them to do. Because in many of those minds, they think that doing works means that you are trying to work your way into the kingdom. And that is a lie following the Lord, doing the things he sets before us to do. That's what we're called to do. We don't die to self by just continuing in the, in the sins and the, down the path we've been going down. That's not how we die to self. That's not taking up our cross and following him. That's not showing him our love. Do you ever think about all of the people around the world that are daily losing their lives? We just had a major hurricane here in Florida. It went through uh, Puerto Rico and Cuba, and it came up. It cut a wide swath across, all the way across the state. Don't even have any idea how many people have been killed and animals and all of that. And yes, I care about the animals. because God cares about the animals. And a lot of those people that died already, and they don't even know how many have lost their lives, but a lot of those people that died already got up yesterday morning thinking they were going to ride out the storm and be okay, just like that young couple thought they were going to get in their car and drive off into a beautiful, wonderful marriage. Some of us are so, so intentionally blind because we are afraid to look and see what's real. Messiah said, through his word, he whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Well, you know part of that freedom is freedom from feeling like you need to protect yourself, Feel freedom from being afraid to die in every way that we are called to die. 
if we can't die to the opinion someone is expressing that they have about us, if we can't die to ourselves about that, and we're, and I, this, um, boy, boy, could I talk about that one in my own life and how I have not been willing to die to that, how hard it has been for me to get to the point, and I pray that I'm there now because I've recently gone through things that make me say, I really don't care what anybody thinks of me or my, my words that I share or the things that I do. I am here for my Father God. And if the message he chooses to give me is a message that people call doom and gloom, so be it. I can't be afraid of what people think, and you can't either. But the point is, if we can't even get past that, where do we think our strength is going to come from when we are really tested? I read an article a couple of days ago that was put out by a major news media, very liberal uh, media, and they were they were talking about people that believe uh, they were actually. I think it was intended to be a slam against the Christian or the followers of Christ, but it was about people that believe in a pre-tribulation rapture and how there are already so many people around the world that have, uh, they have people that have literally had mental breakdowns and just a host of things, just a, a host of, because, I mean, people that are watching every day, they see, oh my goodness, I can't find my mom. Oh no, maybe my mom's been raptured and I've been left behind and all that crap. Oh, I just want to say words. <laughs> I really want to say words. And so there's fear in the body of Christ. People that are scared every single day. I'm going to get left behind. I'm going to get left behind. The Lord never intended for us to be watching for him that way. Yes, he said, you don't know the hour or the day. Be prepared. Don't live your life in fear that you're going to be left behind. Live your life in freedom and walk and, and do according to what you've been called to do by our Father God. How are we going to stand? I'm pretty sure if we look at every nation on this planet, every country on this planet, we will find war. I don't know that for a fact in the natural, but in the spirit, I know that the enemy is ramping up the anger and the violence all over the world, and he is not going to back off. I don't care how peaceful your city may look or your town may look. I bet there are people in that city or town or village or rural area in which you live that have war in their homes. How many times will God say to us, get ready? 
Get yourself ready. And why is he doing it? And why does he warn us about all of these things? And why does he give some people eyes to see and others can't see what's going on in the world? What is the difference? Why? I know that there are watchmen and watchwomen that are paying attention to what's going on. I know that there are people in the body of Christ that don't want to hear one single negative word, not even one. They don't want to die to self. The enemy has put so much fear in so many people. That's part of it. Then you got the people over here that are in the body of Christ that are just full of pride and they only want to preserve their lives. That's it. They just don't want to know. Don't be telling me bad stuff. And, and you know why they don't want to do that? Because if they did, they may have to deal with the reality that these things that God has said are going to come to pass in their lifetime and maybe even sooner than they think. And they're not willing to give up their lives. It's just like that scripture where the Lord said, as it was in the days of Noah, people will be eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage. All of these things will be going on. And then suddenly there's going to come destruction. I'm grateful that God gave me a heart to have this kind of message, this kind of work for him, for his kingdom. Because I don't want to see my brothers and sisters in Christ caught unawares because, you know, they just don't want to have to deal with it. Our Father wants His people to be strong in Him so that no matter what we face, we can endure. We think we can endure just because we believe in Jesus. And that's it. We don't have to go any farther than that. And if a trial comes along, we just say, well, no, the Lord doesn't want me to have to go through bad things, so I'm going to get rid of this friend or that friend, or I'm just going to move over here, or I'm just going to, you know, go out and buy some more stuff, or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to find a way to cover up and deal with all of this in a way that's the least harmful to me because I want to save my own life. And Father said, he who seeks to save his own life will lose it, and he who loses his life for my sake shall find it. I'm imagining that some of you can hear the frustration in my voice. And I remember somebody wrote one time and said, you know, you need to be having that kind of a thing. It, uh, I'm pretty sure when the Old Testament prophets would go out and share the messages God gave them, he wasn't just, they weren't just, or the prophetesses, because he had men and women prophesying, just like today he has men and women prophesying and in leadership in every area, because that is the kingdom of God way. I'm pretty sure those prophets and prophetesses back then didn't go out and just say, well, now we have to just do, you know, we got to, we have to use the right tone in the way in which we speak. That's garbage. 
The call is to wake up. And I know we're not going to wake up unless Holy Spirit wakes us up. But, you know, there's a thing about that. I really believe there's a thing about that. And the thing is, if we don't want to be woken up, if we're not interested in being woken up, if we don't want to know the truth, he's not going to force it on us. It will come soon enough. One of the greatest weapons of the enemy is fear. It is probably uh, fear and pride. Fear and pride. What are we so afraid of? You know, it says here, I'm going to grab my scriptures here because I was just reading this. Father put everything under Messiah's feet. He conquered everything. I'm going to read just a little bit out of the book of Hebrews. I'm in the second chapter. Again, I'm going to ask you guys, what are we afraid of? Why are we so afraid? Something, we see something, we, we just want to look away. We don't want to have to pay attention to it. We don't want to have to deal with it. It's fear or it's pride. And somehow those two are, they're absolutely connected. Okay, so I'm in the second chapter of Hebrews. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I'm going to start at verse 5. For it was not to angels that God subjected the world to come, of which we are speaking. It has been testified somewhere. What is man that you are mindful him, of him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him for a little while lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor, putting everything in subjection under his feet. Now, in putting everything in subjection to him, he left nothing outside his control. At present, we do not yet see everything in subjection to him, but we see him who for a little while was made lower than the angels, namely Jesus, crowned with glory and honor because of the suffering of death, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting that he for whom and by whom all things exist in bringing many sons to glory should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one source. That is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, saying, I will tell you, I will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation. I will sing your praise. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children God has given me. Since, therefore, the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. 
Therefore, he had to be made like his brothers in every respect so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted. You guys, this happens. You hear this? For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. We don't have to be afraid of anything. We don't have to be afraid of the doom and gloom. We don't have to be afraid of what we're going to miss out on. We don't have to be afraid of losing our reputations, of losing the love of other people. We don't have to be afraid of anything. Our Lord came to set us free from the fear of death. And death isn't just physical dying, but let me just say this, you guys. There will be a lot more physical dying. We're, I mean, that's just obvious. But at the same time, it's the, it's the thing where we are right now. People are watching loved ones die. You know, people that shouldn't, there's nothing wrong with them. And then all of a sudden they're dying. And I know there are a lot of reasons why that's going on. We're not going to go into that. I'm just going to say it this way. You don't know when you're going to die, and neither do I know when I'm going to die. There can't be anything more important to us in that moment than we die, that we die, than our Father God is. There can't be anything that we've held on to. There can't be a sin that we're trying to justify every single day. There can't be uh, something that someone's done to us that we just will not forgive or cannot forgive. We can't be holding on to resentment. We have to die to ourselves and all of that. There can't be disappointment in God because we thought we were going to be wealthier. We thought we were going to be the best singer in the world. Or we thought we were going to have all of this and that and these things over here. We're just looking at ourselves. Flesh, 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 flesh. And God's going, you want to be one of my set-apart ones? You have to come out of the world. You have to let go of those things, those things that just draw you in, that make you hungry for more and more and more of them. Is it power? Is it money? Is it the approval of someone? Is it that you're trying to win someone over so they'll marry you or trying to... What are you doing? What are we doing? First, allegiance always should be to our Father, not to a human being, not to a plan we've made, not even to our own flesh. When Messiah was telling his disciples 2,000-some years ago, and when they asked him, when are you coming back, he said, soon. You know what? I don't think a lot of people have figured this out. Soon is a very individual, personal thing, too. Our lives are so short. They're so incredibly short. My soon may be sooner than your soon. 
all through the ages. Did Jesus lie? Did Messiah lie when he said he was coming back soon? And I know there's more than one way to look at this. I know that. But I also know that we have a meeting, every single one of us, with, with him one day face to face. He told me that directly when I asked him a very specific question about something. He said, everyone, whether I come in the clouds or they die, we have a meeting. Everyone has a meeting with me someday, face to face, and they need to be ready for that meeting. They better be ready for that meeting. It is not about his timing. It's about us being righteous and pure and holy about keeping our garments clean. Yes, we are washed free in the blood of the Lamb when we come to Him, but then we go out and we get muddy and filthy again. And there's no more of Him dying for those sins. There is only this. The bride has made herself ready. She has been permitted, permitted to wear the fine linen and that fine linen represents the righteous deeds, the acts, everything that God calls us to, to be set apart. We keep our garments clean. We keep that stuff off of us so that we will be permitted to wear it. It's not going to happen because he died and paid for our sins and we said we're sorry and we got baptized and now we get to go to heaven. It's not going to happen because of that. And people that are teaching you that, well, I don't think they've read their Bible very well. And I'm not saying I got it all figured out. I sure don't have. I just know this. I have a Savior who is holy. I have a Savior who is the Lamb who was without spot or blemish. And he wants a holy bride. And he's told me, you want, you want to show me your love? Then you obey me. Die to yourself. Stop trying to get your own way in everything. Stop living in sin. Stop living in disobedience to my word. Pay attention to what I say. Pay attention to what's going on in the world. Do you see there are people out there suffering every day and dying every day? And you're just trying to cover your own behind? Or you're sitting around feeling sorry for yourself and you're crying all the time because bad things have happened to you. Bad things happen to all of us. This is why, this is why the disciples were so happy. Because they were persecuted for the Lord. And they counted it great joy to be able to be numbered among those that would suffer like he did. But we're not like that today. We don't want to suffer. We're scared of suffering. It might take away our pleasure. Some of you have lost children, parents, siblings, or you're watching some of those people or close friends going through hard, hard, hard medical conditions or diseases or sickness. You're watching this kind of stuff happen. Or some have died or some have rejected you and hurt you. Yes. Yes. And no, it doesn't feel good. 
There's only one that can heal the broken heart. Only one. Are we running to him or are we running to the things of the world? And you guys, even if, even, even if we don't run to the things of the world, are we still sitting around and just struggling in pain or are we believing him for his word? He comforts those who mourn. Don't keep reliving the thing that has happened. Don't let it keep coming up and coming up and coming up, the words or the actions or whatever it is that is hurting you and you won't lay it down because you know what? The enemy is not going to let you lay it down. And some of it's in your face every day for some of you because you are watching people that you love struggle or suffer or die. This world is not your home. This world is not their home. The only one who has the answers for all of the problems, all of the questions we have is our Savior. If we let the things that are going on in our lives or that have happened to us stop us in our tracks, we will never, ever do what Father wants us to do. We won't grow. We will sit and live in pain. We will not help other people because we will be so inwardly focused because of the pain. You guys, we have to learn how to press through even the pain. I am sure that when Messiah was walking up the hill to die, and he had been beaten so much that he was unrecognizable. I am sure his flesh wanted to sit down and just at least take a break. But his spirit was strong because he loved his father and he would not give in. So we do it, whatever God's called us to do. We do it bleeding or crying or hurting in whatever way we're hurting, but we don't stop. We hold on to him. We draw close to him and listen to him, and we obey him. There will be times he'll say, wait here, let's rest a while. And there will be times he'll say, I know you're hurting. Come on, let's go. We're not going to stay here. Make it your prayer. Make it your prayer that Father would get his people ready to face what lies ahead. I know there are mockers that will listen to this message and say she's full of stuff. I really don't care. Make it your Every day I will pray this prayer, Father, get the bride, get the body of Christ ready. Strengthen us to be able to endure. Those wars we see going on are going to increase. And you know, people will say, well, there have always been wars. Yes, there have. 
There surely have. And our world is about to explode into more war than any of us alive have seen in our lifetime. More famine, more violence, all of it, it's coming, you guys. It's already started. I go back and listen to the messages or reread the messages that Father has given me just even in the last three years. And so many of those things are happening. God keeps sounding the warning through many, 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 many of his people who have ears to listen, people who have platforms and people that don't have platforms, people that are he's talking to because he's talking to his people. Are we listening? I love those verses I just read. Oh, see, now I'm going to talk about them. And look at this. Here goes my microphone again. I love the verses I just read because he's talking about how one of the things he's talking about is how is he suffered. Our fellowship of sufferings with him has to be, we're not. <laughs> Would you want to be married to somebody who wasn't really, you know, you weren't really equally yoked with? Or would you want a mature bride or bridegroom? Would you want someone who had your same desires and passions so that the fellowship that you had with one another was sweet? How can we marry a bridegroom by the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah? How can we marry him if we don't even really know him? And the way we get to know him is through the fellowship of his sufferings. And that means rejection, lots of rejection. And it means death. It means being mocked. It means being put down in so many different ways. It means the attacks of the enemy against your life and the lives of those you love and the things you care about are ongoing. It is an onslaught. But we have the one standing right there with every one of us who will Submit to him, saying to each one of us, everything was put in subjection under my feet. I took back the keys to death and hell. No weapon formed against you will prosper. If you will remain in me, I will remain in you. My spirit will be with you. I will teach you what you need to know every single day. I will direct your paths as you follow me every single day. 
I will not leave you. I won't abandon you. You don't have to figure this out on your own. If they hated me, they're going to hate you. But you have a great high priest who is not immune, does not, he's not blinded to what you're going through. He suffered in every way, like you do and like I do. And he persevered. That's the bride he's looking for. That's the body, that's the remnant he wants, the set-apart ones who say, okay, oh, this is hard, but I am not quitting. I'm not walking away. I'm not going to sit down and feel sorry for myself. Whatever happens, Father, I just want to do what you want me to do. I want to be so close to you that you can just whisper. Your breath can direct me. I'm going to pray for you guys, and then I'm going to, going to end this, this message. Ask him every day to strengthen the body of Christ. He's doing it. The more trials we come into and the more we endure, the stronger we become. And the enemy knows it. God will equip us with everything we need if we will just draw close to him and obey him. Father, I thank you for everyone who's come to listen. I ask you to open the eyes of the, of the ones who cannot see, cannot hear. I ask you to clear our vision up where we are spiritually, things are blurry or unclear for us, where we cannot see what we need to see and we can't hear, or in other words, we can't understand. We're not getting what you're trying to tell us or you, what, you're, what you've been saying. I ask you to help us be able to see and hear clearly by your spirit the things you want us to know. We all ask you, Father, for everyone who is listening no matter when, who agrees with this prayer, we're asking you to forgive us for our sins to cleanse us from all righteousness. We confess that we have failed. We have sinned. We have sinned, and we are sorry. We want you to have your way, Father. We want your way here on this earth and in us the way it is in your kingdom where you reign. We know this earth is not our home. Show us where we're living in our lifestyles or our minds Show us where we're believing that it is our homes, even if we profess that we know it's not. Show us what we need to see about that, God. We continue, Father, to ask you for the lives of all of those who haven't come to know you yet that you want. We pray for each one of them that they would be able to hear you, that they would wake up as well. And for those in the body of Christ who have thought Many of us, so many of us, Father, it's scary to me even about my own life. I, I'm sure it's scary to a lot of people about their own lives. Where are we not? Where are we not walking according to your will? Because you said 
It's not going to be everybody who says, Lord, Lord, that's going to enter your kingdom. It's only going to be the ones who do the will of the Father. And that to do the will of the Father means to believe on you. And to believe on you means to believe, to obey what you say you want us to do. Because otherwise, we're really not believing on you. We might believe your name and that you are real. But you made it very clear in your word that you want obedience. We cannot obey the one we do not know. So, Father God, help us. Help us. We pray for all the people that are going through all the devastation right now. We pray for the ones that are in countries where there is war. We pray for the the ones in families, in homes, in marriages, in, in relationships. We pray for your people, Father, strength to be able to endure a desire greater than to have our own way, a desire to have your way in us and through us. We pray for that, that we would, you would do whatever you need to get us to that place, God, for those who are willing to agree with that part of the prayer or with this whole prayer. We just ask you to have your way. Father, we thank you for your goodness, for your promises, for your holiness. We thank you, Father, that righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Righteousness. You want us to walk in righteousness and justice. Have your way, Almighty God. We bless your name in the name of our Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, the most high, the Son of the living God. We bless you, Father. We bless you, Father. Thank you for your precious spirit. In the name of our Savior, we pray. Amen. I'm going to ask you to share this. There's been a lot of stuff going on. I know I haven't been on here much except for the um, daily podcasts. I'm going to ask you to share the video, though. There are a lot of people, and, and I think I'm going to be moving back into doing more videos again. But there are a lot of people that may need to hear this message. God knows who they are. If you would please share them. Share this one. If you would please. Please like the videos, subscribe to the channel, unless you just really, I mean, unless that's just not what you do. But if you're listening and you haven't subscribed and you're willing to, please subscribe. Um, and from just from our home to yours, from our hearts to yours, we want you guys to know that we love you and that our prayers go up for you every single day. But something that's even greater in so many ways is the fact that we have a great high priest who is seated at the right hand of God, interceding for his people all of the time. I'm going to play one of Chuck's songs, and we'll be back soon. Bye for now.